Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back here on the ticket water cooler. At least I am. Uh, Nate is in the other studio. We're talking to Brian. So we'll get Brian Munson of On3 joining us here in a second. I know he's in the uh, in the heartland. He's in Nebraska uh, taking a trip up from Texas. So uh, that would be exciting to kind of catch up on what they've got going in Husker recruiting. Uh, I was talking about some of the stories that uh, uh, that have hit since I've been gone. Of course, uh, a big one over the weekend with Norton Newelli, um, the offensive guard and, and, pro- and projected to be starting. Guard. He started the final seven games last year. I thought was uh, really a, a key cog to that offensive line. If as much as there there was, I thought probably the second most consistent player outside of Cam Jurgens. So I think that's quite a loss for Nebraska. So we'll jump into that with with Brian here. Uh, Brian, how's it going? How's uh, how's the weather where you're at? <laughs> Bach, I have bad news. Oh no, Brian. No, Brian. Oh, uh, you you were efforting. Tried, no, yeah, I called him a couple times. So I told Nick to to keep an eye on the uh, on the phone lines to see if if he. Calls okay. So. Well, he has. Uh, I know that he's in Nebraska, and uh, he might be. Uh, might be getting busy. Might be with he's, his kids. He's, yeah, he's he's vacationing. Um, so we will uh, will not have the opportunity of that. Well, so I'll, I'll go ahead and ask you because it was uh, I think a pretty major hit for Nebraska uh, on the offense with Norton Noelle, um being suspended for the year. We'll keep. Uh, we'll be on the team. We'll have to sit out for this year and lose his uh, year of eligibility. Um, how big of a loss do you see that as for Nebraska? I'll be honest with you, Bach, and I, I talked to Nick about this a little bit as well as Rico, and it has me tempted and leaning, but I'm not going to do it, leaning towards eight and four. Mm. Like this is, and I, I talked about it, is this is the one position group that you really couldn't afford to lose someone. Even the defensive line for all the issues. We went into this offseason saying the defensive line probably has the most question marks, uh, guys moving on, transferring, obviously Casey Rogers, but – They've done great in the transfer portal, and I'm not saying they haven't hit the transfer portal for the offensive line, but it's not under the same capacity. And you have not only a leader on the field with Nuri, is we've met him multiple times. He's a friend of the station. He's just a great guy. He's a leader. I mean, he's he's a guy that you want in the locker room, and I understand that he's still going to be in the locker room. He's still going to be around the team. Frosted that he's going to be able to practice and going into 2023, he's going to be back on the roster and, and playing in games on, on Saturdays. But this is tough, man. Like this is this is an offensive line group that you just could not afford to lose someone, especially too when you have Casey Thompson who's Coming from a, a pretty bad offensive line in Texas, and if you ask Texas fans, he, he had great weapons on the outside, obviously a great running back, but his offensive line wasn't very good. I'm worried that we're going to be maybe sitting into a similar situation that your running back room is deep. You added Trey Palmer, a former five-star. Omar Manning, you're hoping, is going to make the jump here eventually, and you have all these skill guys, and then your offensive line is just questionable at best again. And it has me worried, and I know that it's a group. I know someone's going to have to step up whether we like it or not, but this is a tough blow. And this is the one guy 
on the offensive line that you kind of said, okay, he's solidified his role. He's he's going to be starting a guard this upcoming season, and that's obviously not the case. And I'm sticking with nine and three. I think someone's going to step up here once we start camp in July. But as of right now, I don't feel good about it. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't either. I mean, I, I think uh, I like I was saying. I think he was probably your second best lineman last year outside of Cam Jurgen. Obviously, Cam Jurgen. Uh, and uh, and and it was a bad line. And and he kind of he, he kind of came along solidified his role through the season yeah. and really kind of took that role and uh and and so it's it, it but it is it's the biggest it's the biggest hole that this team has I mean if I could just tell you hey this this offensive line's gonna be pretty good then all of a sudden you think okay if the offensive line's good then I'll open up space and you, you feel good about all the other weapons uh, on the offense right. but it's it's kind of that big question mark there and, and I'll keep saying it I think it's a bigger question mark and a bigger problem or it's more problematic if you have the same output as you did last year with this offensive line um because Casey Thompson we can you know we can talk about how much of an upgrade as a passer as he is over Adrian but you got to give him a little bit of time and you can't get him banged up um he did struggle with a banged up finger last year um, with a terrible offensive line with an a so-so offensive line, he actually did pretty good. The the game where he had the most pressure against Oklahoma, he lit him up. Um, but and the uh, offensive line was poor. Yeah, um, but I mean, you'll see that when you play against better, you know, better defenses, right. better opponents. Um, but in any case, uh, yeah, it's it's it it, it to me is. Uh, is one of the biggest losses that that they could have had, which is which is kind of strange, um, considering we you know a year ago now you would have said yeah oh that's that guy from from Colorado State we'll see if he right. you know contributes but he really stepped up and um, so um, now you you have even more questions the the questions for me were um, you know are still more about pass protections with the tackles uh, which they really struggled of course last year you hope with Teddy Prosk Teddy Prosk had a game and a half and now everybody thinks he's wheel shields or at least hopes him to be he better live up to it um because yeah. they you know between uh, Bryce Binhart and Torna Corcoran they they really struggled there last year um to the point where you know Corcoran I believe or, or Binhart and I'm getting confused which one's moving inside or might move inside um it's 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 just it I think there, there's a lot of names there still um but it, it might be a, a little bit of a game of musical chairs throughout the season to, to try to find that five. Um, or who knows? I mean, we see with coaching changes all the time. Maybe this is finally the one. Maybe this is the finally the offensive line coach that Nebraska has been hoping for years. That's um, what Nick can, and I said. Can too, turn the was, corner. Right. The, the, the confidence has to be in Donovan Raiola, right? It, it, I mean, it, it, it has to be. I don't you, know about the you have, you, But that's the thing is if you're going to have confidence – and you're going to have that hope for the offensive line. It has to start with Donovan Royal. And we've talked to Nuri and, and Brant about it too. And they've said, I mean, he's he's all business. The guy just lives and breathes football. And for an offensive line that's that struggled, especially last season, that's kind of what you need, especially when there's so many question marks. Like Cam Jurgens, like you said, Bach, that's your best offensive lineman. Gone. Nuri, guess what? He's not coming back till 2023. Someone's going to have to step up. And Donovan Raiola is going to have to get these guys in shape and get them ready to play on Saturdays. Yeah, whether but we like whether we like it or not, something's got to get. It's a reminder. It is his first time as a right. uh, as a as right. a position coach at the college level. As he you know spent all that time with the Bears and um, you know a little time as a as grad assistant at Notre Dame. But um, that was one of the that you know he must have blown away. 
uh, Trev Alberts and Scott Frost in, in the interview process because I knew they they also interviewed like a veteran offensive line coach, right? Um, and uh, and just were were more blown away by uh, Riola. So I mean, I I, I I know they have faith in him, but it is it is kind of like a it's it, this is a starting spot for him. Um, so I mean, we'll see. I think it just it makes it a little bit bigger. The additions of Hunter Anthony and Kevin Williams. I think before yeah. this weekend, those guys are kind of like, okay, kind of can piece together a starting front without those guys, and they'll provide depth. Now it's kind of like maybe one of them will have to start. Well, that's probably exactly what's going to happen. But this is the problem too that we talk about is when you thought when you think and, and talk about development. This is why it's so huge because a situation like this when you lose a player like Nuri like your your hope is that you have at least one guy that can fill in the line say okay you're six offensive linemen you have some depth filter him into the starting rotation everything will be okay we've reached the point that's not really the case there isn't much depth and that development that we've been looking for over the past couple seasons hasn't really been there and now someone's going to get thrown into a position that they're probably not ready for. Again, I hope that I'm very wrong, and I hope Donovan Royal is going to change that. But the way that it looks right now and the way that it's shaping up, someone's probably going to be put in a position where they're going to be very uncomfortable. And for a season where everything's on the line and your offensive line has to show up for a new quarterback, probably a new starting running back, and new position skill players on the outside, your offensive line has to be the one at least – consistency on the offense because there's so much change and so much new elsewhere and it it it, it worries me that's why i'm sticking with nine and three i'm drinking the kool-aid i sprinkled a little bit of vodka in there a shot or two that's fine <laughs> i I'll, I'll say it you have some of those jello shots from the cold world i did have a jello shot for notre dame actually oh, uh, nice. having a few jello shots that's fine i'll stick with my nine and three but if if another offensive lineman goes down or another situation like this happens I'm not hitting the panic button, but I'm worried. I'm worried because yeah. there there just isn't the depth. There's just not. Well, I mean, Trent Hickson, Ethan Piper, these are guys that have you know started spot plays, started at, at Nebraska through their careers, um, but obviously at you know at the other end of it have been replaced because Correct. they didn't play as well. So, um, but at least you have you know some starting experience in there along with Bryce Benhart and, and Torna Corcoran. Um, so, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Uh, Hunter Anthony, some starting experience over there at, at Oklahoma State as well. Um, Who's going to be starting now, I would assume. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. There's, uh, there's a lot of names that go in there. Brock Bando's been <laughs> patiently waiting his turn. Hunter Lutovsky, I know they're, they're pretty high on in the program. Um, and we'll see. There's, there's a, it's just um, it, it, it was a big concern beforehand, and now, uh, it, you know, you just kind of add to it. And it's just there's not a whole lot of continuity with that offense. But I guess that's kind of the that's kind of the team altogether, right? Is mm-hmm. uh, there, there's not a whole lot of continuity there, and that right. maybe was part of the problem, maybe wasn't. But that's where uh, the blame fall fell, and uh, so that's what we're sticking with. And uh, it's just it's just a hit, and it, it is what it is. Though Nebraska uh, can't do anything more about. It. I know some fans I saw just kind with the next man up mentality um and that's all you have all you can do i mean yeah there's no other way around it but um that offensive line continues to be uh the most worrisome group in my opinion and and far away obviously from the pipeline days but um i i just i i mean it's the key there's no other doubt about i feel feel pretty good about the other positions on the field on offense uh and and somehow they were able to well, overcome I feel that great. last year. Yeah, I feel great about the running back room and the receiver. Yeah. Receiver. I mean, when you add Marcus Washington, Trey Palmer, bring back Omar Manning, which I think, again, I, I we've talked about this before. He's got to have the breakout season eventually, right? At least you'd hope. 
It, it, it just he might be. I mean, he was pretty consistent last year. You might get similar right. output as last year. Which I'd, I'd like to see a little bit more. But and then you have Casey Thompson, who we might disagree with this, but I think is a significant upgrade from Adrian Martinez. Like that, the, the skill positions kind of fell into place, right? And then Jacquez Yant. Um, I think it's probably going to be the starter. It's been with the program for a little bit. Uh, the Anthony um, Grant, Anthony Grant, and then um, Ramir, Ramir is is back too. So uh, you your your skill positions, I, I'm really not worried about. And I said too, and, th- and that's why I was so confident throughout the off season is you get a couple transfers along with Mickey Joseph. And then your running back room is already, I would say, solid. It's obviously not great because we haven't even talked about um, Marquis Step uh, as well. In that, I mean, like you, you have four legitimate running backs that you could throw out there, and I'd be fairly confident in. And then you would make some additions at the skill positions. You add Casey Thompson, but the issue the entire time is the offensive line, right? Yeah. That, that the the entire time that was our issue, and and it's it's only gotten worse, and that's what worries me. Well, and again, the other thing is that you know I know that all those skill position players, um, they line up well, and you know you're kind of excited for what they project to be, but projections don't equal output all the time, and what you did lose there was an 800 plus yard wide receiver. You did. That's going to play for the Packers that, um, you know, was your kind of your big play threat bailed you out of a lot of situations. You lost an all big 10 tight end, um, you know, that you're not going to have this year. I, I, I feel good about the tight end position, but it's not top of the league type good now. Um, and so I think with, between tomorrow, you know, Samari Toure and Allen, you wonder how with that bad on offensive line, did they kind of skirt around it and were able to um, still have that much total offense, although not often leading to points. I mean, um, those weapons, uh, were part of it, and you don't have those guys back. I mean, I, I get you had it. the inconsistencies of Adrian Martinez to throw into that too. You're going to so. have some inconsistency this year if you don't have very good offensive line play again from whatever quarterback. Yeah, game. but I in, in Texas says how many offensive starts do Washington Palmer have between them? Wide receiver, I'd have to do a little bit of research on that. But Trey Palmer, former five star. Uh, Marcus Washington, former uh, he play, he's already played and developed a relationship with Casey Thompson. That's where my confidence is with those two guys. And then I talked about the running back room. And then uh, Texter says, assuming Gabe Irvin is back to 100%, where do you think he fits in? Another perfect example. I mean, the, the running back room is deep, and I have a lot of confidence in in the skill positions. And, and they, they a lot of it is kind of unknown. Um, a lot is based off of potential, yeah. but. If Samari Ture can go for 800 yards, almost 1,000 yards with Adrian Martinez, why would Trey Palmer not be able to do the same with Casey Thompson? But that's, just, and I that's know that's my speculation that, and that's, that's optimism. Because Toure did it. Toure like is a seventh is I mean seventh round draft pick. Whatever right. is a draft pick. He was in and probably would have been higher if he played four years at at the at the top level. I'd agree. With You'd that. have to think so. Maybe yeah. would have been higher if he played with a competent but quarterback. Former but five to star. Think that Trey Palmer's all of a sudden going to be that guy. That's just a lot of faith. I like the. Depth. There's a reason to be to have faith in that though. Like it it's it not, checks out a former five star. With Mickey Joseph, who has proven himself as a good wide receiver coach, that hasn't seen a sniff on the field. Uh, but it doesn't a, okay, always not seen a sniff on the field. He's he had some receptions at LSU, and they obviously have a deep wide receiver room. A lot of that can be credited to Mickey Joseph. But I, if, if Samari Touré can come into Nebraska and have 800 yards receiving, 
I'm confident that Trey Palmer can. Not that he will. I'm confident that he can do the same. I'll have to look it up, but that's like fourth or fifth best. I don't remember where it is. Somewhere like that. It's top ten in Nebraska single season history, what Samari Toure did. So, you know, and I understand part of that's, you know, J.D. Spielman's in there, too. And right. uh, Nebraska not historically, you know, going to pass the ball around a bunch. So, I, I understand that. I'm just saying they should I pass think we, more this season. we overlook uh, what the loss of Samari Toure could be because what I, my ultimate point is that I like the depth at running back. I I like the depth at wide receiver. It's a lot of depth. I like the depth at tight end. I like the depth at quarterback. Yeah. I like a lot of the depth. I don't. And that's what I'm agreeing but with. But none of it is is proven top end like Samari Toure, like Austin Allen. So somebody's going to have to step up. You know, that happens every year in college football. But um, sometimes I think, that, I, I think that maybe we're over just because of all the additions they were able to grab. Some of them might not be top end like and Austin And that's Allen, okay. Samari but that's the thing is because you do have that depth and you do have that potential. That that goes into it. That's how t- that's how teams grow, Bach. I mean, like you have a former five star. Why why should we not assume that he's at least going to be good? Sure, he might not be great, but like, he, he's a former five star that's coming along with his wide receivers coach that decided that he wanted to come with him. What makes you think he's not going to at least be good? <laughs> I'll just say. I this. mean, and I know it's an assumption. And I know I'm saying it's a lot of hypothetical. But I'm confident that Trey Palmer's going to be pretty darn good. That's fine. I'm, I'll say this. Uh, as far as the Juco running backs go with Anthony Grant, this isn't a shot at Anthony Grant. It just shows you sometimes that five-star projection doesn't always turn out so well. Did you know, fun fact, uh, I think this was 24-7, that Nebraska under Scott Frost has had the top Juco running back in three out of his four years, or now five years, for recruiting um, under Scott Frost. Top Juco running really? back in the nation. Yeah. Well, I think part of the problem, too, is Hasn't turned into how much. deep that running back room. It's a blessing and a curse because classic Nebraska, you don't let one guy just kind of take the reins, right? I mean, it's yeah. just running back by committee, which is fine. It works. But at some point in time, you got to have one guy kind of take the, the load, right? At least well, you hope. You hope somebody steps up and, and makes you do that. Uh, and hopefully that'll be the case this year with one of those guys, or, or maybe two of them. That'd be nice, too. Then you, you still have a share, but, uh, you know, yeah, there's been some pretty good, you know, Darren McFadden and Felix Jones. You know, you could, you could well, work with that type of yes. depth. Uh, <laughs> that well, I would take. I would take that. So, and there's been, you know, Nick Chubb and, and Todd Gurley. There's been right. there's Sony Michelle. There's been some good uh, running back uh, by committees that you could work with. We'll take a quick break. Be right back to wrap it up on the Ticket Water Cooler. 